Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And here we are. It is a Saturday night. September 23rd, 2023. You know what that means. It is time for Collision Recap, AEW Collision Recap, as my computer is doing something weird here. I swear to God, I didn't click on anything, and my screen just went like full white. I'm like, am I still on the air? What is going on? I'm here. We're all still here. Ricky Chino, Iridian Fierro, Cresta D-Star. Welcome into the AEW Collision review show that happens live every single Saturday, or at least most of them here at 1010-ish on the Fightful YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Make sure, do us a favor right off the bat, go ahead and hit a thumbs up on this video, all right? Because that really helps drive up our audience, all uh, 100 plus of you who are in the chat already, who are watching the show, hit that thumbs up button, engage with us in some way, shape, or form. It's just a little click. It's a little tiny click. It's not. We're not asking much. Just a little click here, help drive up the audience. We really appreciate that. Uh, thank you guys so much for doing that. And if you have not subscribed yet uh, to the Fightful YouTube channel, what on God's green earth are you waiting for? Go ahead and hit that button while you're at it as well. Iridian, how are we doing this Saturday night? We're doing good. It was a good show. It was a nice day in Chicago. So I'm, I'm doing pretty all right. Cresta, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing a double duty on Fightful today. I woke up early because my grandma asked me to do something. She said, rain, nope. So I was like on Crap City earlier. And now I'm here. And after this, I'm going to talk to my bed and tell it a secret. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just give the pillow a big old hug. Yes. Uh, Bro, I, I'm going to tell it an eight hour long secret. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> 
We would love to get your thoughts on the show tonight, whether that be overall or or individual segments. We we got a lot to talk about tonight. We have a new, or do we technically have a new TNT champion? Either way, the boyhood dream for Christian Cage has come true. He is officially, as far as the record books are concerned, the new TNT champion. Uh, Don Callis has accepted a major challenge and set up a big matchup for Wrestle Dream. Uh, we had RVD on the show tonight. Uh, we had Julia Hart, and in my opinion, uh, partly steal the show tonight. Jay White, Andrade El Idolo, FTR, the workhorseman, putting in work tonight. We had CJ and Miro, the next chapter of their saga. And then we had the Texas Deathmatch main event. So we want your opinion on everything that we saw tonight. Put in your super chats. Put in your humper chats. That is the guaranteed way to get your comment read on the show. I promise you, Drew, our expert moderator, will keep on me throughout the entirety of the night to make sure I read every single one of these damn things before we go off of the air. All right, so get your super chats in. Get your humper chats in. And, uh, yeah, away we go. Ladies, let's start with the TNT Championship match. It was a triple threat match. Christian Luchasaurus, the former champion now, and Darby Allen. Uh, I liked how this one got started right off the bat because this is basically a handicap match that Darby finds himself in. So Christian powders off to the outside to let Luchasaurus do some damage. And then Darby literally pulls out the powder uh, to get the advantage. I, I loved this. He had a strategy coming into this, but most of this matchup was just Darby Allen getting his ass whooped. Like we thought it was going to be this boy. Uh, took some serious heat throughout the majority of this matchup. But for the first time, Meridian, we start to see a little bit of dissension between Christian and Luchasaurus. Finally, it looks like the dinosaur is getting ready to bite the hand that feeds it here because for the first time, and I, I, don't, I can't even tell if that's accurate. I feel like he's held the championship before. But at a point in this matchup, he picks up the TNT title and he looks at it and commentary says that's the first time he's ever touched the title and it's like something like struck lightning in his brain uh iridian and christian asked for the belt back that allowed darby back into this matchup but eventually uh he would not win it he would get close to winning it but christian being that slimy sick little sob that he is and i love him so much for it darby wins this matchup but he chugs darby out of the ring Christian does and pins his own boy Luchasaurus to win the TNT championship. Such a heel move. And then he's directing Luchasaurus after the matchup to carry him around and celebrate his title win. Um, there's a lot of little things to like about this, the storytelling that went on in this opening matchup tonight. Yeah, the drama was there right off the bat. And I was like, oh, man, here we go. We are in for a ride. The moment that Christian went and tried to pick up that pin the first time and then luchasaurus was outside and he kind of looks in and he's like what what just happened did you did you try to pin darby because yeah, exactly yeah you didn't and he <laughs> absolutely did so oh my god i was like yikes we are starting off hot i'm so ready for it and darby like you said he was really not a uh, favorite in this match he was flying this man still had red tape on his back from weeks before mm -hmm. i'm like you are never going to recover if you're out here still continuing to fly every other day and man for the first time that they said that luchasaurus held that title i'm like there's no way there's absolutely no way that that's the first time that he's really holding on to that championship and then i really tried to think about if i've seen luchasaurus hold that title any other time 
and I cannot remember. So I think only yeah. when he won it, I think. And that's a no, because when he won it, Christian grabbed it immediately. I do remember that. Christian grabbed it immediately, like took it out of the ref's hand, and he was, you know, doing the thing where he's holding it up and parading it and doing, you know, I'm the TNT champion. I did it. I beat, you know, um, heck, I can't even remember who they beat for the dang title at this point. Was it Wardlow? Mm. I can't remember now. I mean, that thing changes hands so damn often. I can't remember who he beat. But regardless, uh, I can't remember. Wardlow was at Hobbs. It's going to bother me. I'm going to look it up here in a second. But yeah, Krista, I don't I don't recall a time that Luchasaurus picked up the title. And so if they're lying to us, I, I can't I can't remember a single time. You got me, gal. If you're lying to us, I wouldn't have been able to tell. I, I could have sworn when he won it. But now that you said that, like, yeah, no, Christian said, give me that immediately. <laughs> That's fine. So, uh. I mean, I don't know. I feel kind of bad for Darby Allen in this match because he really got yeeted around by himself, by Christian, by Luchasaurus. He was just like, I'm throw me, dog. I don't care. I cannot wait for Luchasaurus to muckalize Christian Cage. <laughs> and you saw it tonight, like Iridian said, when he said, hey, go out and get that chair. They tried to pin Darby. Luchasaurus was like, wait a minute. Did you just like, Psh. and then, Bro, he's he's cruising for a bruising. Mm. Christian Cage is fantastic. I, I I don't know how this is gonna. I mean, we know how it's gonna end, but uh, I kind of feel bad for Christian Cage. He's gonna die. <laughs> By the way, it was Wardlow that Luchasaurus beat on the debut episode of Collision. Oh. Uh, our our first night on the air. That was when we did it. Uh, Luchasaurus beat uh, beat Wardlow for that title. So 98 days, 98 days, Luchasaurus held on to that championship. Uh, and now it is Christian's turn. Uh, Cadillac Carson uh, with a super chat. Congrats to Christian on finally finishing the story. Uh, there's there's a lot of story left here uh, for, for Christian. Honestly, so afterwards, right, like Christian, there's, there was a segment, and then we go to commercial break. We come back. Christian and Luchasaurus are talking to Tony Schiavone. And Christian's like, I'm done with Darby. He's dead. He's dead to me. One of the two, maybe both. I'm ready for the next challenger. And then Tony tells him that Tony Khan has actually set up a two out of three falls match, Iridian, at Wrestle Dream between Christian and Darby Allen. Christian walks off. He's all pissed off. Like, I got to feel like this is the... Not enough time to set up a new challenger, a new feud ahead of Wrestle Dream, which is only eight days away now at this point, close enough to a week away at this point. Hard to believe, but I kind of want Darby away from the TNT title picture because setting up this match makes me feel like Darby's going to win it, and I never want Christian Cage's reign of terror to end. Like, I'm not ready for this to end. I want this to keep going now that he is the champion. You know, I think that they probably would give that win to Christian since he just won it. Um, but also, I think, man, this back and forth with Darby and Christian, like, I get it. But I feel like Darby needs a break. I feel like we can go a little bit without Darby on television. We will be okay. That man needs a vacation just as much as Orange Cassidy, just as much as John Moxley. Like, those are the working men of AEW, right? So, man, we got this two out of three balls match in literally a few days so i yeah. literally have no idea what we can expect and i'm also a little scared yeah I'm, i mean krista they got to play off of the the dissension that we saw between christian and luchasaurus tonight right so i mean at least that's got to be a question mark that's up in the air 
I'm thinking double switcheroo. You have Nick Wayne turn on Darby and Lucha turn on Christian. And for some reason, Darby now gains a dinosaur. So that's how <laughs> I see it. Honestly, like in a perfect world, it makes sense. Because now Luchasaurus is like, how is Darby getting a rematch when I was just champion? What is happening here? Nick Wayne has always been feeling some type of way that Darby just forgave um, A.R. Fox after A.R. Fox went ham on his dad. So it would make sense in this moment to culminate it. Maybe have Luchasaurus, which I think is the real loser here. <laughs> He's getting jobbed by his own friend, quote unquote. But if you have a double switcheroo happen, I think it brings super interesting storylines. Nick Wayne, I don't know. I, I Maybe you don't watch the product. Don't trust Christian. But I see that there, too. That's just my two cents on it. Yeah. First off, Christian is an absolute savage. Uh, before he found out he was going to be facing Darby Allen uh, at Wrestle Dream, uh, he dedicated his victory tonight to uh, Nick Wayne's mom and his dad. Said his dad was cheering for him up above. The man's an absolute savage, and I love it. Um, here's what I'm hoping happens. We get the Luchasaurus turn, but... <laughs> After he helps Christian retain the championship because Luchasaurus wants to take it back from Christian himself. So maybe we get That's one of those post-match celebrations where, look, Luchasaurus is the reason why Christian won this match. And then Christian is parading around like, I did it. I'm the best mf -er in the world. And then Luchasaurus, you know, after as he's parading him around on his shoulders, does the Dave Batista move where he just drops him and then choke slams him and you know sets things up and maybe walks away with the TNT championship that Christian, you know, does not want to give Hits up with like the thumbs down. <laughs> exactly. Somebody, somebody's got it, somebody in the audience gives him the thumbs down and he just drops him. Christian starts crying like Ray Mysterio. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got a member chat from Ricardo the Firefly. 31 months, he says. I think I am the oldest member on youtube if i'm wrong prove it i can't prove it sir i i i have no i would uh, no no possible way of proving it but thank you so much 31 months how about that ladies and gentlemen uh get your uh, super chats in get your humper chats in we'll be uh reading them off throughout the entirety of the show we get don Callis on the show here ladies accepts oh, <laughs> chris jericho's challenge and then throws out this trios matchup that we're going to get at Wrestle Dream: Kota Ibushi, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega versus Takeshna, Sammy Guevara, and Will Ospreay in Seattle. Um, Iridian hose me down. That's going to be a bang. <laughs> oh my God. I knew they were going to say Will Ospreay, but I was just waiting for it. Okay. <laughs> All right, Don Callis, let's see what you got. And he did not disappoint. He's like, All right, Kenny, I know, you know, he's got a weakness. It's a bushy. They love each other. It's more than brothers. And it doesn't matter because I got Will Ospreay. And I was like, Oh my God, here we go. It's going to be so, so good. That match is going to be fantastic. And I think that weekend, Will Ospreay is also wrestling Speedball Mike Bailey. I think, I think, I think that's next weekend. I think. I, th I think you're think right. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Will Ospreay is out here. That's the point I'm trying to make. Will Ospreay is it is way too late for you to be asking me questions. Okay? Like, it's, it's, it's I, way too late. I want to say it's later because I'm going to that show. Okay. Impact. We'll trust you. It's we'll trust you. Banger. We'll trust you on that one. It does feel weird, though, doesn't it, that Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho are on the same page now, like on the same team? Like it just, it just feels Sometimes, weird. Yeah. The enemy of your and the enemy of my enemy is my friend. You know. I mean, I get it. It's just weird, and I don't know if I like it. Like it, it's just, I don't know. I'm, 
You don't like two wrestling uncles? Come on now. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. Speaking of wrestling uncles, how about Hook and RVD tag teaming tonight? This is, I, I don't know if you call it a full circle moment. I don't, maybe you just call it that moment where RVD goes, I am old AF because 20 plus years after he tagged with Taz. And I love the fact that commentary brought this up. He tags with his son tonight, Hook. They do win the matchup going up against Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange. Uh, this was a fun match. I'm like genuinely surprised that RVD looks as good as he does. Uh, Iridian after all these years I mean the dude he's not as you know sharp and as fast as he once was but the dude can still hang like I I got people on Twitter just going hey sign the guy like they want to sign the guy and they want to see more RVD uh, on our TV screens are you among them do you want to see more RVD and have him be a full-fledged member of the AW roster oh absolutely I think that it really is really cool the fact that rvd is still wrestling at this level because it's just so fun to watch and i did love that commentary mentioned that like oh rvd you know 20 years ago was teaming with taz and here we are 20 years later now he's teaming with his son and i'm like oh my god that that was a fun fact okay sometimes fun facts aren't really doing it that one was really really good it was a nice touch it really made the match and it's just so much fun to see RVD looks really healthy. He looks strong. He can still go. And it's just, it's really nice because we know stories of a lot of other wrestlers who have really been in the business for a long time and they don't have the same um, agility, the same luck that RVD has had. So it was just really, really nice to see with him. Hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids, and he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing, too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger, her body looks leaner, has energy all day, and Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything, and you won't believe how simple it is. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Krusty, would you like to see RVD stick around on a on a semi-regular basis anyway on a semi-regular basis absolutely there's a saying that says when you drink water and mind your business your life will flourish and that's what rvd has been doing <laughs> he drinks water he minds his business like i don't hear he, i think people. he does a little bit of something else in between drinking the water and minding his business a little but, herbal uh, supplement never killed anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like for the most part like nobody really has anything bad to say about rvd he's such like a cool guy and like you say 
it's it's rare to see people at still performing at their level at that level at their age i'm happy for him i personally would like to see him split his time between aew and be a mentor for the rascals because their thing is smoke them if you got them and i know rvd does <laughs> so i think he's fantastic and plus two this match did not overstay its welcome this no, match no. was exactly what it needed to be. It was great, and it was a showcase for both Hook, because Hook was for the first time like he was getting Zaz beat, um, and RVD. It was good. And shout-outs to Cool Hand Ange and uh, Matt Menard, because they did what they needed to do, too, even though we knew right. what it was when you guys came out. But you oh, did a good job. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, I, I think my only... Like I said, I would. I'm on board with you guys. I'm I'm perfectly fine with RVD being there and being kind of just like a, you know, every once in a while you want to bring him out for for a mm-hmm. big event or you know just nostalgia pop kind of a thing. I'm I'm totally fine with that. I, I don't know if he could do a full time schedule, and I think there's plenty of you know younger people on the roster you know who can take up a full time spot. So. Yeah, I'm fine with RVD being there if they want to sign him and do kind of a limited thing or maybe have him manage somebody or, you know, I, I kind of like him and Hook being together. I think that makes some sense. But at the same time. Him and like, Orange Cassidy is right there. <laughs> but can we just have Hook be Hook and be a singles competitor too? Because it's like random partner after random partner. And look, and I loved Hookhausen and I like hey. Hook and – I just like hook with everybody because there there seems to be a lot of great dynamics that he has, and he has just that character that he can work with a lot of different people. But I feel like he needs to be on his own and be a flourishing single star, and they're just not doing that with him right now. So I'd like to see them get back to to doing that uh, with Hook. Let's see. Uh, we heard from Eddie Kingston tonight, who got his big win, thankfully, Wednesday uh, in New York winning the uh, Ring of Honor World Championship uh, over Claudio Castagnoli. Thank you that that happened. And right off the bat, right off the bat, he said he had some Chick-fil-A. That, that was in a conversation that is going to drop, by the way, this week on Fightful. Um, uh, he spoke with uh, with Cam for uh, for Fightful here. Eddie Kingston did after his big win, and he's, he's rolling right in. He had some Chick-fil-A, and now he's ready to get to work because he has to defend those two championships, right? The real work starts. And he's going to be defending them both at WrestleDream, Iridian, against Katsuyori Shibata. He's putting them both on the line right off the bat. Uh, I, I love this attitude from Eddie Kingston. First off, it's it's hard not to love anything that Eddie Kingston does. But he's like, look, I just won these. Now it's about building my legacy with these. And he's starting off hot here. Yeah, talk about fighting champions, right? I feel like AEW has done a good job with, all right, if you got a title, you're going to defend it because you're not just going to be out here chilling. I feel like maybe the only exception might have been maybe MJF, but um, with Chris Datlander, with Orange Cassidy, now, you know, John Moxley, like people were out here week after week defending their championships. And it's nice to see that Eddie finally got his win because mm-hmm. I don't know what we were going to do today if Eddie had not won. We were literally. That show would not have ended. No, New York would have robbed everybody. Everybody would have mobbed that whole stage. It would not have gone down peacefully. Mm -mm. And the first match, oh my goodness. Like I said, the second that they said that match was opening, I was like, oh, Eddie's winning. Mm -hmm. Eddie's winning because Tony Khan's smart enough to realize I'm not going to have the rest of the show (laughs) if if Claudio wins this damn thing. Like, there there have been signs. If so-and-so loses, we riot. 
They didn't need a damn sign. Tony Khan knew if Eddie Kingston lost that match, New York was going to riot. It was, well, go- was, it was at, going to be a scene. I was at Grand Slam, and I was saying this earlier on Grapsity. Even before Claudio's music ended, you could hear the crowd just chanting Eddie like, hey, hurry up, get out of here, Claudio. There was no way that he, if Claudio would have won, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to, I don't deal in speculation. I don't know. <laughs> uh, one LT photo, by the way, with the super chat says need more Cresta on Grapsity exclamation ah. point, by the way. Why? Thank you guys. I'm never up that early. So I don't know. I can work a deal with somebody <laughs> like this was luck. My grandma go to church that day and I, she didn't want to go. It was raining outside. So I was up and it just happens. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> how, how early did you have to get up? <sighs> Grandma gets up at like nine in the morning to go to church, but she woke up late, so she was up at nine. And I was like, okay, whatever. But then she called me back at like ten thirty, like it's raining. I'm staying home. I could praise Jesus from here. I was like, great. But then I couldn't go back to sleep. And somebody tagged me. It's like, yo, you should be on Grab City. And I was like, <laughs> DMs filling reg. But what if I was? <laughs> but what if I was on Grab City? And that's literally what happened. It's so cute that you think nine a.m. is early. It's <laughs> it, it's. <laughs> It's so cute. My alarm goes I go off to bed at like four or five in the morning from playing video games. So if you're calling me before double digits, I'm literally like, why are you calling me? <laughs> My alarm goes off at 5 a.m. Mm, I want to hug you, Rick. I'm so sorry. <laughs> morning. And by the way, no, I am not a morning person, which is why I'm a huge coffee drinker. We got another Dark Order video tonight. And look, I know they're... I know that I know it's done intentionally, but Iridian, those low camera angles are unsettling. <laughs> They're just unsettling. Um, I have no idea what they said because every time that they popped up on the low camera angles and I'm looking at dude, 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 bro's teeth and like all these other things, it just makes me feel a certain kind of way. And I know that's the point of it, but yeah. So are you not joining the Dark Order? Is that what you're I'll- saying? I, I'm not joining the low camera order. That's not what I'm doing. No. <laughs> what? That's peak 90s fish eye. This is serious. <laughs> it was good. I thought the promo, I, I didn't mind the camera angles. I didn't really notice it until it was the shots of their teeth. Yeah. Also, yeah. I didn't mind it. I was like, oh, okay, the dark order. Kind of creepy, giving off that vibe. I'm here for it. I'm like halfway in to the dark order. I'm like, not fully there. I'm like this. It's halfway. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a really good promo. I wrote 10 out of 10 promo on, on my little notes for tonight. I do like the videos. I'm hoping it goes somewhere for them, um, you know, because they're still in the, hey, we got a big match. We're losing that big match phase, right? But it feels like they're building towards something, Cresta. Now, I don't know what Evil Uno meant by we're not going to be, you know, here forever. So, or I'm, I'm paraphrasing what he said there. So it's like, Feels like it's kind of like a join the dark order now because applications are going to be closing here soon. Maybe something like that. I'm not sure. What what did what did you make of what we've seen from the dark order so far? I want to join the dark order. Let's put it like that. I'm I'm in I'm into it. Who doesn't love a little good cult action? I've been saying that we need to push the dark order. They're one of the people that've been there from the beginning. And quite honestly, if it has to be. You get in now because after this, we're we're going crazy. We're going sicko mode. I'm totally down for it. I want more for them. 
if this is the way we do it, this is the way we do it. And also, I will say that the way that they have the camera angles is very Gen Z. I sound like a boomer. Very anyway. Gen Z. <laughs> it's a, I've seen so many videos on TikTok where people have like the camera like really high here or here, really low, low here. here. There's a reason they do that because like the, there's Funny. a reason you go for the high camera angle because coming up like it's not flattering. It's not they a good look. Both. But it's it's for the creepy effect and the cringe effect and the you them love it. They love that. They love that. Man. It's, listen, we all Rick. We all <laughs> they love that. So if you going to get the you, we not going to be here forever. We're all we're fossil fuel. You got to get the youth. Like really you you got to get the youth. <laughs> Make sure to get your super chats in. Make sure to get your humper chats in. We're going to, uh, we are going to read all of them throughout the entirety of the show. Like our, like our main man, Bizarro Big L here with the humper chat. Cresta, the only effective thing to take down a dinosaur might be a spear. Wonder if Christian has a guy. Uh, these Wrestle Dream matches are looking fire. Eddie versus Shibata is going to be a chop fest. And then all caps, he says, yes, Rick, sign RVD. WWE burned him. Time to show them. Um, look, like I said, I, I'm fine with RVD being a, a special attraction. That is for sure. And yes, this, this Wrestle Dream card is looking pretty stacked. Uh, we'll yeah. dive into it a little bit more, uh, coming up here a little bit later. Uh, the kingdom you want to talk about, like, as far as like, I'm concerned, like as Roddy strong and this, this love fest he's having for Adam Cole. I, I, I really want, yeah, the, the streetcar by desire. Like I, I was not fully on board with that at the start of it. I have done a complete 180 on this. I am all on board with the character work that Roddy strong is doing. And I love the addition of the kingdom. And these guys came in to celebrate next strength appreciation month. Uh, Mike Bennett is promising to hand out pile drivers to all those who do not celebrate Iridian and they want a piece of the best friends. They challenge them to a match next Saturday for costing them their, their shot at the ring of honor uh, tag team championships, which I mean, they got to be the guys to take it off of Adam Cole and MJF. Let's hope Adam Cole is, is healthy by the way, after he came up uh, limping and uh, John Rossap reported that he was on crutches. By the way, let's hope John Moxley is okay. We got a super chat from Tony Burgess who says John Moxley and Darby Allen need to go on vacation together. Uh, they both need to heal up right now. Uh, that was a scary situation with John uh, on Wednesday as well. But uh, I like what I'm seeing from the kingdom. I feel like they need to be the ones that take the titles eventually off of MJF and Adam Cole. Uh, but this this promo tonight was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know what? I'm so tired of these men, but I need more. <laughs> I feel like that's not the first time you've said that in your life. Yes, you know, I feel like there's some groups that I'm just like, I'm sick of it, but I need more. And these guys are a pair of guys that I definitely need to see more. I'm so tired of the neck health, of the neck strong t-shirts. Like, oh my God, as soon as they came out, I was like, this is going to be a mess but I can't look away. I am absolutely here for the yelling of Adam, Roddy laying on that bed, slowly creeping up. Oh my God. Genius, genius work. I have never been the biggest fan of Roderick Strong. Um, I've loved him as a wrestler, but I just really hasn't, haven't been able to connect. This character, this is it. This is the one. Roddy, I hope you're getting your paychecks because you are putting in the work, sir. I mean, there's a, there's a number of people on AEW right now who are really hitting their stride with the best character work that we've ever seen them have. 
and two of them being WWE vets in Roddy Strong and Tony Storm right now. Uh, this, if anything, this show needed more Tony Storm or any Tony Storm, period. But regardless, uh, Cresta, I'm loving I. I wasn't on board with the story of Roderick Strong, right? Like just being that almost like a jealous lover type. I'm like, and, and the analogy that I came up with, right, is like, this is not how grown men act. It reminded like how Roddy was act was acting at the beginning of it was like when I was 20 and all my friends turned 21 and they were all going to bars and I wasn't and they were hanging out with cool older people and I was stuck at home and I'm sitting here going, the, man, these are my friends, this, this, that, and the other. That's what Roddy reminded me of. And what that has now evolved into with the kingdom coming in and them being like, hey, we were friends with this guy. He used us. He left us and advanced his career off of our backs. I was more on board with that. But what they've molded it into and weaved all these storylines together with the next strong and everything. And it's there's a serious component to it. There's obviously some hilarity to this. I think all three of these guys are really working well together right now. Next strong is up there with scissor me daddy ass. <laughs> it's it's horrible and it's great at the same time. <laughs> I will also say from watching Impact, I was over the kingdom, honor no more, great in my last nurse. But tonight, when Mike Bennett was talking, I was listening. Fire. That was such a good promo Fire. from him. I felt that it like he was speaking from his scroll. I felt that. <laughs> I felt that he was he was mad. He was mad. Now, to your point about Roderick Strong, oh, my God. I've always said he has a punchable face, but this with the glasses sitting down like, Adam, Adam, yo, this is fantastic. I love this. Roderick Strong and Tony Storm need to be interviewed by the same person at the same time so they can just be irrecoverably angry. <laughs> this is great. I love this. I was saying earlier on Grab City, too, that wouldn't it, in a perfect world, Everybody turns on everybody. Undisputed ever comes back. Y'all summon freaking Bobby Fish by playing the sea shanty flute and he appears. And we like, it'll be great. It'll be great. Them versus the I love Bobby Fish, but that'll always be my he's a pirate. That is a pirate. That he is Davy Joe Flocker stuck in time. I love Bobby Fish. I think he's such a great wrestler, but he's a pirate, and you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> it, it, it's a joy to watch. It's one of these things that I hope just and by the way, all of this on top of what Adam Cole and MJF are doing with one another, by the way, like this entire mm -hmm. thing has molded and morphed into honestly the best thing that's on sports wrestling television right now. Entertainment. This is yes. peak. I'm, I'm, I just, this is sports entertainment. Like, bro, like if you hate this, like there could be parts you could critique, but overall, this is so good. And even if you don't believe me, bro, I was at, Grand Slam, they were chanting neck strong for anyone who had neck complications. They even did it for Soraya, bro. Like, it is catching on. Like, scissor me daddy ass. It's the worst, best thing they've ever done. Like, oh ass boys. Soraya would be the perfect person to mix into the neck strong stuff, right? No, no, because people don't know how to act. No, it sounds <laughs> funny at first until people. <laughs> You're right. People are terrible and they genuinely ruin everything. They will um, ruin that. <laughs> We saw Julia Hart tonight in our lone women's matchup of the night. Uh, she took on Kira. It was on before 920. This is right. This is accurate. That's because we had two matches that got a lot of time in hour number two. But regardless, uh, Julia Hart going up against Kira Hogan. Now, Willow Nightingale, we did not see on the show tonight, boo. But storyline, she was taken out. They did a uh, an interview with with 
Tony Schiavone that they put out on social media saying that Julia Hart spit the, you know, the, the, the venom or the black mist, whatever they want to call it. I'm trying to think of the dinosaur from uh, Jurassic Park that spit the spit the tar out. No, it wasn't the Velociraptor. Um, I can't think of it. But anyway, the, the dinosaur that had the thing that popped out and spit the black mist. That's what Julia Hart reminds me of when she does that. It's got that same consistency. Anyway, so she did that to Willow. Willow had to be taken to uh, a local hospital. And so Kira Hogan steps up and says, first, she's taking out Sky Blue. Now she's taking out Willow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of business. I'm going to take her out tonight. And I thought this was a great showing in this matchup for Kira. She wrestled it exactly as I was hoping she would. She came out pissed off. She came out motivated. Uh, she was just throwing everything around in this one. Ultimately, Julia gets the win. But the story that Kira helped tell in this one, I thought Iridian was great. But yes, Julia gets the win. And then we get Brody on the mic afterwards saying that the body count is just going to keep racking up until we get what we want. And what we want is Chris Statlander. And I'm going, yeah, okay, this makes a ton of sense because Chris Statlander has been booked like an unbelievable monster lately. And Julia Hart is 25 straight wins. This makes a ton of sense. It absolutely does, and I can't wait to see that. Man, this match tonight, I was really, really happy to see Kiera. I feel like we don't get to see enough of her, and she's really underutilized and underrated in AEW, so I'm glad that we got to see a little bit more of her. And Brody just yelling at Julia from ringside literally had me cackling because he was like, stay on her! Come on! Like every other thing that Julia did, and I was like, if Brody was yelling at me like that, I would panic. Straight up panic. I'd be terrified. So the fact that she was still composed, professional. Julia, we love to see it. And I really love a good submission as a finisher. So yeah. that was just so, so good. I feel like Julia's finisher is top 10 in AEW. I think it's really, really good. But man, it just makes sense that she would go after um, after the current champion. So, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, going to be a very interesting matchup because they have both been booked incredibly strong. Uh, Julia says the house always wins. You want to talk about, by the way, her, uh, finisher being top 10, her entrance is easily top five. I mean, it is chef's kiss, her presentation, the growth that she's had as a performer. I mean, she showed up in AEW. I think she was 19 or something at the time. And she was basically a cheerleader. And now she has completely morphed into this character. Her, her in-ring work is, uh, immaculate to this point. And I love the viciousness, Cresta, afterwards where she locks the submission back on Sky uh, on Kira. Sky Blue comes down. And then the audacity, right, for Brody to get in the way. <laughs> like, I'm going to protect, like, you got to come through me to get to her. And then Julia just, bap, out of the corner, spits the venom, and, you know, Sky Blue is down. And then, yeah, now we're going to lay down the, uh, the challenge to Chris Statlander. This was... I loved Brody just getting in the way, like, bring it. Like, what are you going to do? You can't do but shit. it's like, Brody King, dudes can't even go through you. Like, get out the <laughs> exactly. way. What are you doing? <laughs> it's so over the top and unnecessary, but I love it. I will also say this. Tonight, there was an eerie calm about Julia Hart. Almost like 
like the embodiment of Malachi was coming through. She was just very calm during that second part of the match. And when she put her in that shot, she was like, girl, you about it's curtains for you. Oh. I respect Kiara Hogan coming out the gate high. Like, I know how you give it up, witch, and I can't give you <laughs> bitch. Like, cause you're gonna get me, girl. But this was a good match. I I do feel bad because Sky Blue came down there to just get get out of here, little girl. Nobody cares about you. Like, kind of like, why'd you come down here for? <laughs> like, I respect you, but like, why you come down here? My only complaint, my only, only complaint, didn't Willow Nightingale win the Owen Hart Tournament Cup belt? Here we go. (laughs) I just feel like, I I like Julia going for TBS title. That makes sense. That makes absolute sense. She has won a lot. What are we doing with Willow? Uh, Spraying her in the mist off camera and putting her in an ambulance and taking her to a local medical facility. And what is the other tournament winner doing? Fighting Daniel Bryan in the main event, right? Yep. It doesn't seem like yeah, something's the math ain't mathing. <laughs> Whew, that was eerie. Anyway, um, yeah, no, look, there's look, there's a lot of this is something that we've hit on a lot. There's a lot of female talent on this roster. We're going, what the heck are you doing with them? Um, Willow's right at the top of the list. Like it seems like she like she wins. Coming off of a win, and I get it, it wasn't supposed to happen, but coming off of a win over Mercedes, right? And she wins a championship, and she's defending it, and then now she goes out and she wins the Owen Hart, and it's like how everybody loves her. She is a crowd favorite. The 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 entire arena just lights up when she comes down. She is the ultimate baby face for your women's division. How are you not riding that momentum? How are you not just taking the low-hanging? Like, that's money. In your pocket, yeah. just say Free thank money. you and take it. Free money, just say thank you and take it and go with it, right? That that would be like WWE benching Becky Lynch when she was as hot as she was, like in the lead up to WrestleMania 35. Like I'm not saying Willow was that hot, but she could get there. The crowds love her if you just do something of substance with her, and there just hasn't seemed to be any kind of urgency or any kind of um, want to do that, which is mind boggling to me and she's gonna face she's gonna face julia on wednesday we expect julia to, we, we expect her to beat julia ahead of julia's tnt or excuse me tbs championship match hell no so she's yeah. just gonna she's gonna she's gonna get misted again on wednesday is what's gonna happen That's what's why gonna happen. are we not treating willow like 2018 2017 bailey with the hugger she's so over she would be your perfect if you want someone to pin soraya the crowd would go Yonkers bonkers for Willow. I don't understand why we're not doing anything with it, bro. Like, it's it's a little frustrating because it's like, yeah. And plus, like you said earlier, Rick, you did this off camera. Why? I... Maybe Ooh. she couldn't make it into the show tonight. I I, yeah. I I I always before I complain too much, I always think there's always a reason for something happening. Mm-hmm. Why somebody's not on screen, right? Okay. Like like last night. There was a reason we didn't see LA Knight at the end of SmackDown, and then Sean reported, unfortunately, he tested positive for COVID, right? So yeah. there's there's always a reason, or at least I hope there's always a reason, and maybe there is with Willow. We didn't see her on camera tonight. Maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe she had travel issues. Who knows? All right, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on that one. But still, it doesn't change the fact they have done nothing with her, at least nothing of substance that they should be doing coming off of her Owen Hart win. Heck, the uh-huh. week after she won the Owen Hart, she came down to the ring and they, they didn't even put on the damn nameplate that she <laughs> won the Owen Hart Cup tournament. 
Oh, it's frustrating. Uh, Big Bizarro L with a humper chat. Cresta, just to give you flashbacks, PCO is a free agent at the end of October. How haven't we got a T-shirt of that promo with Roddy and the kingdom being his two dads dressed like Uncle Rico from the 80s? Uh, that would sell so quick. And also Rick uh, Dilophosaurus is the uh, one who spits. Yeah, I, I, I looked it up. I was just trying to remember how exactly it was that I said that. But thank you so much. I'm glad that there is also a uh, millennial nerd out there who uh, gets a Jurassic Park reference. There are people who were born in 2000, like Jurassic Park. What, the, the one with you know, the new one that just came out? No, 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 no. The, the original one from 1993 that I remember watching in the theater when I was five. The one that says clever girl. <laughs> Before he gets eaten. Yes, absolutely. Sorry. Spoiler alert to you Gen Z people who may not have seen the original one. Uh, we get a video package for the righteous uh, tonight who promised they are going to expose MJF and Adam Cole uh, at Wrestle Dream as they challenge for the Ring of Honor championships. I thought this was a much better presentation of the righteous tonight. I thought I, I, I wasn't on board with their promo last week. This, the the tone of it, the music that they put behind it at Ridian tonight, I was more into this than what they did live last week. Yeah, it was interesting. I um I still I, have no clue what the hell they're talking about, but <laughs> no, we're on the same page, Rick. I, I think that at one point in the in the video package they said, like, do you get it or do you understand? And I was like, No. No, not at I all. Don't, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I don't don't get it but i do like the this presentation a little bit better i thought the music was good i liked the shots maybe it was because they were like a little bit out in the nature i was like okay i could vibe with this it's, it's giving boho maybe yeah, this is more me right it, it was like i don't know it was like backwoods preacher meets like 70s hippies like the kind of a mix there like yeah, it's dark like order justin white like that is <laughs> It's oh god no I almost said it white is. order. It, it's white order. Oh, like, wait, wait a minute. God damn. <laughs> this is like the next strong thing. That's funny until people. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get there's supposed to be murder hippies. I get it. The hills have murder eyes. Hippies. I, that's what they are. It, like a Charles Manson kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You ask for help, you take her to our house, and the whole family's crazy. That I get it. But at the same time, it's like, E, I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. Taking the belts off of Adam Cole and MJF, no matter who takes it off of them, will instantly get people talking about them. Now, I don't know anything about the Righteous and Ring of Honor like that. And if these are the guys that they are pushing, that makes sense. That being said, I mean, it's it's Dark Order. Dark Order is purple. This is Dark Order white. So... <laughs> order purple dark order it's the same thing dark order did pleasantville these guys did the come on get happy that's it was it's the same thing it's cold i get it i get it i feel like that but a little stranger because i feel like even with dark order i still got it a little bit mm -hmm. with them i was still confused <laughs> it's weird it's very cult horror like hey man hey dude hey dude like i literally wrote righteous weird video <laughs> Like I feel like after the righteous win a match, like Vincent should be taking a daisy and like putting it in the mouth of the dude he just pinned. Like that makes they, sense. Like they didn't. They just if if weird is your gift, just keep doing weird shit, right? Like you have a calling card, you know. Like righteous, we're here. Like something like that. I feel like I feel like this is a group that could take off 
right? Because like they're they're uh-huh. different, they're interesting, they stand out, obviously. And obviously, Tony Khan is behind them because they're getting t- serious TV time, and they're going to be wrestling the AEW World Champion at their next pay per view. Like MJF ain't putting the title on the line at Wrestle Dream. He's defending the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles at at Wrestle Dream. So. Interesting decision all around. I do think sooner rather than later, they probably need to take the belts off of MJF and Adam Cole so MJF can solely focus on being the AEW world champion again. Um, It's going to be interesting because I still think the Kingdom are the right team to take the titles off of Adam Cole and MJF. That's what makes the most sense to me. Um, Maybe they're just going to keep building to that and do it at a later date, maybe at a pay-per-view where MJF has to defend both titles at the same time. That makes more sense. You're right. The kingdom taking it off of them does make more sense than the righteous. I mean, unless you have some beef with the righteous and the kingdom later on, they were all a part of honor no more. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what direction they go and how long this continues uh, to play out. Uh, We were blessed tonight to see Switchblade Jay White uh, go up against Andrade El Idolo. Um, Look, I don't know why. Here's another movie reference for you. And this one I actually planned out because suddenly, like, it hit me. There was a point in this matchup where Andrade, who is it? It was Andrade versus the world tonight, right? Like, he he had to deal with Bullet Club Glowed, all of them, even the, the cardboard cutout, you know, switchboard. Blade, switchboard. Yeah, <laughs> switchboard uh, standing up there. Like, everybody got into the fray tonight. And Andrade didn't stand a chance, which is why he he ended up losing this match, even though he he should have won. And we'll get there. But there was a point where he got knocked to the outside, and he had the he had the ass boys standing around him. He had Juice Robinson coming in there and and barking at him. And I'm like, I don't know why it hit me, but Bullet Club Gold is basically the 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 T Birds from Greece like they just dance around while Jay White is doing his solo number and they are barking and howling and hooting and hollering like Jay White is Danny Zuko or Kanicki depending on who's singing and then the rest of them are just the T-Birds I'm gonna need them to bring out Grease Lightning (laughs) and that's the next move I need to see that you know what I feel like the hottest thing on collision has really been bullet club gold. So props to them for really working what they got. And now that they are as big as they are, they are running with it. The switchboard, the card blade. I was here for all of it, all of it. They come out, their volume is like at 20 when the max is 10. So it's just gold. And you know what? Andrade was really holding his own, even with all the chaos that was happening um, ringside. So real big props to him. I mean, he won. He won the match tonight, which is saying something because we have not seen Jay White get beaten like this man. You have to kill him to pin him tonight. And if it wasn't for the T-Birds hanging around on the outside, Cresta, he would have won this matchup tonight. So you can look at it and say, oh, Andrade lost again, but he beat Jay White like he had him dead to rights. And that's saying something because of everything we've seen this man survive. Remember the tag team match against FTR where this dude kicked out of everything under the sun. And finally, it was Juice who had to get pinned for them to lose that match. I was wondering, where is LFI? I thought we were just doing hardcore kidnap training in Mexico. <laughs> so I thought this is what we were preparing for to deal with all of these wild animals. Where is LFI? Because yeah, there's still doubt. At least where's where at least is Alice Abrahante? Not not Alice. I'm Jose the assistant. Sorry, Alice Abrahante. Wrong team. My apologies. Like where is Jose the assistant? Like you're still down like two people. I know Roos. Congratulations, that little baby girl. But like, 
Why is Andrade fighting these things alone? There's a million members of Bullet Club. You cannot fight just one member. Bro, there's a million members of Bullet Club. So why is Andrade fighting alone? And I feel like there's also a million members of LFI. So what is happening? We're going to get gang war sooner or later because it's AEW. So that's 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 guaranteed to come down the line. War Obviously, oh, it's not war games. Uh, uh, blood and guts. Oh, blood, yeah, and yeah. Guts. Blood, blood and guts, stadium stampede, something along those lines. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But um, clearly he needs help. Bullet Club Gold was the difference. I did love Jay White, though, not just pinning him off of the what, – what, what, what do you call that that he got smacked with in the face? It was like a folder. Right, a that plaque was, for, yeah. for him being the number one cowboy or something. Was it like a that? was it an actual plaque? It looked yes. like it's okay. his the collision cowboy. He brought it out, and every week it's a new person, but it's not. It's always juice. But it's not like a wood plaque or anything like really hard, right? Like it's it's like maybe maybe like a soft foam plastic kind of a thing. Anyway, uh, it didn't look like something that should should take Andrade out of the picture. So even though he got, got him with a swift uppercut and hit a home run shot, right? I was glad to see Jay White actually pick him up and hit the blade runner to beat him. Right. So I, that again, another, another tip of the cap for Andrade. Cause I think back to when what Chavo was around and like, he hit somebody with an iPad in the back and they lost the match for that. Like, I think that match was actually in Cincinnati. I think I saw that there live. I'm like, really? You took an iPad to the back and you lost? Like, what the hell are we doing here? So I'm glad they didn't oh, make man. that same mistake again. My back hurts. There, there's a lot. There were a lot of moments that made Andrade look really, really strong. And they let him showcase his athleticism tonight, Crested. This man hit not one, not two, but three picture-perfect moonsaults in the span of 60 seconds tonight. A man that size should not be able to land on his feet, jumping that high in the air and flipping as much as he does. I wrote Bob Ross picture perfect <laughs> on the outside. That from no, if you took a burst shot from every angle, it looked beautiful. And then, for like you said, for him again to go in the ring, do a moonsault, you're not rolling away from me. Come back here and to do it again. Fantastic. I also gotta say, if I get married and my husband doesn't do my finisher on his opponents, I don't want it. I don't him doing the figure eight is so beautiful too. And it, it doesn't right. look like he's forcing it either. It fits seamlessly with his repertoire. Yeah. Where's LFI? Cause I'm ready for the blood and guts. I love Andrade. I'm ready for all the bullet club cold members to get it. And I'm also ready for Jay white to be like, yo, Austin gun. You're so annoying. I got juice Robinson already. I can't take two of you, please. <laughs> you know what I love about this show? We got the Gen Zers working the Google overtime tonight with the Jurassic Park and the Grease references. Now you're throwing out Bob Ross. Like we are <laughs> we are all just showing our age uh on this show and I absolutely love it. I want you to know that when you said Grease, I originally thought Footloose when they were all in a barn and they're like, "Hey, what are you doing in here? No dancing." And there's Bullet Club Gold just in there like, "Bang bang bang bang. It's us dancing. We dancing." <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Uh, we had Ortiz issuing a response to Santana, uh, promising that uh, he's not going to be able to avoid him and run away from him forever. Uh, this was something, another one of uh, Sean uh, Rossap's reports uh, on Fightful Select, best $5 in the business. Think of everything you blow $5 on in a month, right? You could be spending that amount of money for all of the best wrestling scoops in the business right to your email. You don't have to worry about whether or not you're getting the correct uh, story from some aggregating site. It's right there from Sean's 
fingertips as he types it into the keyboard there on Fightful Select. So you get the actual story right to your email uh, as soon as it breaks. So uh, again, it's it's a great five dollars. But Sean uh, had the had the scoop on this. Uh, go to Fightful Select to check out the entire story. Uh, Santana and Ortiz Iridian have had a beef with each other for a while now, uh, which is a shame because they have been such a great team for such a long time. And they have, you know, with Santana coming back from his injury, he has agreed to one work the match with him, work the stadium stampede match. And then they agreed to actually feud with one another. And I was very excited when I saw that report because the real life drama bullshit, plays out really really well hopefully it'll play out really really well on television but i mean it's it's a free storyline right there for aew to hop on so you know good on both of these guys for being pros and and stepping into it and we saw santana have a lot to say on social media didn't have anything to say to ortiz's face and i liked his response tonight yeah props to them for being professional because they didn't have to agree to this they both said you know what yeah we can work and yeah we'll we'll figure this out and we'll make it work. So props to them. Sad story because, you know, we really saw these guys as, you know, tag team champions that eventually we wanted to see them as, as champions. So we're like, come on. Um, and then all, all that stuff happened. So we're like, Oh man, this is just really unfortunate. And now to have them back, we're like, okay, something's happening. We can work with this. So I am really excited. Cause like you said, these feuds really do play out well in the ring when you know people make it work you don't have to worry about writing when there's real life beef there cresta they they got all they got all the source material ready to go the jokes write themselves i will say that i am i'm i'm happy that they're back but i feel a little cheated that we didn't get proud and powerful aka lax versus ftr versus briscoes um, versus bullet club now you know their tag yeah. division is so deep and they should have been tag team champions bump what you heard i don't care what no, they really should have been tag team champions they, the, the matches they were put on with ftr right now alone is sending me i'm glad that they're back like you said they could work it out hopefully maybe this might exercise some demons i said i said this on grab city i don't know what it is about man friendships Men can hate each other for years, get into a physical altercation, and now they're best buddies. Maybe that's just what it needs to happen. I I hope it's they work that it Blackpool. Out. It's that Blackpool Combat Club mentality. Sometimes we just got to bleed <laughs> with one another, and then we're good to go. It's just what it is. I hope All they right? can work it out, but I really I want them to be a tag team again because they're they need to be AEW tag team champions, just like the Lucha Brothers. And I don't want to talk. About it. All right, I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad. <laughs> Look. Punch me in the face, I'll kick you in the nuts. We're good to go. So hopefully, let's just see how that works, and, and maybe that'll uh, <laughs> maybe things will sort itself out. But I'm looking forward to seeing this play out on television. We did hear from Shane Taylor tonight. I loved this promo from him, uh, telling more of the backstory between himself and Keith Lee, and then basically, you know, taking a shot, saying, "Hey, and while you went out to go work for the billionaire, and everybody got to see, you know, how limitless you are, I came here, I stayed here, and became a Ring of Honor legend." This man said he would put Keith Lee in the damn ground if it means see, securing a better future for his family. But first, he's got to go one-on-one -on -one with Lee Moriarty. So, look, this uh, I'm glad people are getting to see a little bit more of Shane Taylor on television already. Yeah, that was tea, okay? That whole promo, I was like, oh, my God. I cannot believe you just said that. First of all, I didn't really watch Shane Taylor. Like, him in AEW is, like, the first that I have 
been introduced to him. So the fact that he was given all of this, I was like, oh, okay, I'm absolutely here for this. You're giving me things that I did not know. And I was like, all right, sir, throwing a little shade into Asante, but I'm here for it. I'm kind of excited. I'm like, all right, let's go. Lee's also really fantastic wrestler, yep. really underutilized. So I'm also glad that we're going to get a chance to see more of him. Yeah. Yeah. Shane Taylor, uh, Cresta, much like the uh, one of the tag teams we're going to talk about here in a few seconds, like when his match with Samoa Joe was set for all out, like people were complaining about that. Yeah. And then that match absolutely delivered. And it's like, okay, I get it now. And you know, we're getting to see him talk and it's like, yes, please more of him on my TV screen because he's really good. I remember hearing about Shane Taylor when I first got into wrestling or even maybe I'm going to say like last year. And then he kind of fell off my radar until I saw him on AEW again. He's really good. Like as much as we want to talk about a meat division, that <laughs> is that is your ham hock. Keith Lee is your is your baby back. You know what I mean? Like that's a lot of meat right there. And even if you don't know Shane Taylor, but you've heard of the meat match, Ken versus Keith Lee, meat. Me, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. That that's a meaty match. Lee Moriarty, he's a great wrestler. Yeah. But you about to get this pounce. You about to get this work because you 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 gotta meet. You're not meat. Sorry, meat. I, I, I respect the analogy, right? But Keith Lee is beef ribs. All right, like he ain't no baby back. Lee Moriarty, there's your baby back. All right, like, I don't eat pork, so there you go. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what's juicy. I know sometimes people are like beef ribs is so tough. Like, like, back ribs? I don't you, know. <laughs> you see those food porn videos where guys go to like these Texas steakhouse and they get like the big brontosaurus beef rib? That's Keith Lee. Okay, <laughs> that's Keith Lee. That's a rib making the car go like that. That's good. Like, if I ever had a last meal, right? If I knew it was coming, that's what I'm getting. I'm getting a big ass brontosaurus rib. All right. You know where that's coming from? Luchasaurus. Wow. <laughs> There's no other dinosaurs. Where else are you gonna get it from? We've had three dinosaur references on the show tonight. We are all over the damn place tonight. All right. <laughs> FTR defending their AEW World Tag Team titles against the Work Horsemen tonight. This is a team that went from who the hell are you chance last week to this is awesome chance tonight. I was not expecting these guys to get the opportunity to showcase. I honestly thought this was going to be a squash, especially looking at when this match started, knowing we had a Texas death match coming up. I'm like, oh, this match will get like 60 seconds and we'll call it a day. That was not the case, Ceridian. And holy J.D. Drake, this man took an opportunity and ran with it tonight. Man, that moonsault was insane. And the crowd was here for it. I was here for it, too. This match was hot. I did not think it was going to be as good as it was. Yes, I know FTR can go. But I was like, all right, you know, I know J.D. Drake. I know Anthony Henry. I've seen them wrestle before. But, man, this match was really, really great. And it was just so paced really well man i have nothing but good things to say about this it was really really great and i hope that we hopefully do get to see them more in AEW because i feel like the crowd going from last week to like who are you to this week like oh my god that was amazing we that get it now yeah yep. we get it now yeah we we understand we apologize i know it was different cities but we apologize for what we had done the week prior uh, and talking about beef, all right, that, that that's a flying meat salt uh, that we saw tonight, Cresta. And my God, that man's, those chops that that man delivered, 
there's another meat reference for you. Flying beef, and he was throwing the pork chops, Cresta. Bro, the chops between JD Drake and Dax Harwood. Wow! There was my one. Chest. There was one where he hit Dax, and you just saw Dax scream, Mother. <laughs> <laughs> And you know Dax also get him, Dax, JD Drake, and Switchblade and Andrade were giving out these chest chops like they were cutting each other's chests open. They, it was so sharp. I would be a liar if I said JD Drake's moonsault, that moonsault, crisp, clean, another picture perfect moonsault. Like, what was going on tonight? I'm very happy for the workhorse fit. I'm very happy for the workhorse fit. Like you said, that we went from who are you? Who are you to please yes more? Holy <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and and Lloyd, they, like this wasn't like any kind of dominant win whatsoever for FC. Like they barely won this match. Like they went from oh crap, that was a really close two count to oh, we barely snuck this one by with a submission yeah. victory. And then afterwards. Right, we get Aussie Open that comes out on the mic, and they help put them over on the microphone as well. Like FTR, they they did the work tonight, Iridian. Like trying to like, hey, yeah, we're great. Let's try to make some other tag teams even better, though. And good for them. You know, I feel like this is something that pro wrestling definitely benefits from. I know the Young Bucks are really good at it too. They do it. Uh, Jeff and Matt Hardy also are good at putting over um, talent. And man, Aussie Open on commentary with the fits. I was here for it. I was here and for it. And their Sunday best. Like, they came out, they just got home from church. Hallelujah. <laughs> to your point, though, this is why I love professional wrestling, and I find it so fascinating, is it's the ultimate competition sport because, you know, you're, you're, you're fighting to be the top dog, to be the next, you know, to be the next John Cena, to be the next CM Punk. But at the same time, it's also the ultimate team sport, and you have to work with your opponent, and you have to, like, if you all do well, you all do well, right? Like you're not going to be, you can't just be the top of the top dog on the chain and then have nobody else that anybody gives a crap about because that's not how it works, right? Eventually, you know, you're going to have nothing to do. So I, I, I love that. I love the dynamic and the people who are smart and they get it. You see the people, the FTRs, the Becky Lynch's of the world, they get it. They want to, the Bailey's, they want to build up everybody around them. Yeah. Uh, it, it's always been so fascinating to me uh, how that dynamic works. Uh, speaking of dynamics and how's this going to work, we get CJ Perry on screen tonight. Uh, she's getting a backstage interview, and then Miro shows up. Miro drops the line of his hot, flexible wife, which I love that even Lexi called her the hot, flexible CJ. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Miro says his temptation is CJ. Her temptation is pro wrestling. And we finally get what the big issue is. Miro says that pro wrestling changes CJ and he doesn't like how uh, it changes her. She says, do I look like I need saving? And he says, not right now. You don't but I know where this path goes. He didn't say that, but we know where that was going. Um, and she says, look, whatever you take your path, I'm going to take mine. And if you love me at all, you will keep your big ass mitts off of any of my future clients. And Miro just F's off and does. This is fascinating. Like has CJ Perry got the graphic yet? If not, go ahead and give her the damn graphic because 
this is working for me. All of this is working for me. And it's nice that we finally get like Miro's real motivations behind all of this is he loves his wife, but he doesn't love his wife in pro wrestling. He wants her to have her life and he wants to live in the pro wrestling world and also leave her behind at the same time. And CJ to her credit is like, uh, uh, that ain't how this is going to work. Iridian. I've been waiting for this, right? This, <laughs> this promo was everything that I didn't know that I needed because this was it. The dots for me were connected, right? Every other week I get on here and talk about how Miro's promo didn't make sense, that I didn't understand, that even when he wins matches, I'm like, all right, where are we going? And now CJ Perry, that is the missing puzzle piece. This is what I've been waiting for. It's giving soap opera. It's giving drama. I am here for the novella. Like he's like, oh my God, if you are here just for the lights and the cameras, like, I'm going to have to end up saving you and I'm not here to save you constantly. Oh my God. The story. It's yep. just, dramatic. I'm absolutely here for it. And she's like, no, I don't need you. Like, and you don't want to touch any of my clients. Just promise me that he walks away drama. I'm here. Write that story. It's on what pad it's on Pinterest. It's on Tumblr. Literally all the girlies. If you saw that you understood it. And I am absolutely here for it i get it and i want to see more rick i'm waiting for that all elite graphic and hopefully while we're recording some you know it, it went on twitter hopefully yeah. but i hope i hope she gets something because Presta, is- here, here's what i want out of this right i want miro to be now on the attack and be proactive i want any person that is seen talking to cj perry for them to get NXT parking lotted. I want them Damn. to be taken out and dropped and be like, what on God's green earth is happening here? And basically for people to be scared to talk to Lana for fear that they're going to get taken out before they even get a chance to sign on the dotted line. Like she said, don't touch any of my clients. She didn't say anything about touching them before. They were officially her client. That's what I want to see out of this. I want to see Miro be smart about this. I love what Iridian said. It was the drama of it. You could, I knew what it was when Miro pulled in real close and said, and you're my biggest temptation. Lord, take the wheel. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Lord, take the wheel. Take the wheel, Lord. Or you felt that. Yeah, I melted. Take the wheel, Jesus. But you're right. And this and Lana is smart. I'm sorry, CJ Perry is smart. And she's smart enough to go and manage someone like MJF who's going to get in the nucleus (laughs) of Miro, who is going to get underneath his skin and in turn elevate everyone. And she would manage someone like a Samoa Joe to get under Miro's skin. She would manage someone. Who else is a piece of crap talk? She would manage a Ricky Starks, and Ricky Starks would die. But you know what I mean? She would manage someone who's untouchable. So to see what you going to do now, Miro, because if I'm about the lights, I'm going to bring money into this household one way or the other. I love yeah. this. This segment was it. This segment was it. And I can't wait to see her do something. As long as it doesn't involve what happened last time in the Fed, I don't want to see that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I don't think that's the direction that they would go. But at least I hope not. Um, yeah, I look going up against somebody who's quote unquote untouchable. Like I like the concept of it, but I also don't want, and there's no knock on CJ. I don't want her taking mic time away from MJF. I don't want her taking mic time away. from. Well, I do. I'm tired of hearing him talk. I'm tired of hearing him talk. Same promo. Same. I don't want her taking mic time away from Samoa Joe. Like I want her. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to think of somebody who. Luchasaurus. Had, We're talking about dinosaurs. Wardlow. 
Like, ooh, Wardlow can talk too. Ooh, but I like the idea of mm, Wardlow can mm, talk, but Lana could talk better. Mm, Hobbs can talk, but Lana could talk better. I, like, it's like having a Stokely Hathaway. That's all I'm saying. Like, you can talk, but would you? Wouldn't you rather have this heater who's really gonna put you in the heat? Wardlow's great, and I would love that pairing. And she said, "Clients, it's gonna be more than one person." So. Yeah. She's gonna be mad. Maybe if she can get. <laughs> Part of me's thinking though, because you know Wardlow's, you know, such a big piece of man candy. How do you not go down that road where Lana is tempted by her own client to go right back into that direction of where the Fed took her with Bobby Lashley, right? You don't need a meaty person at this point. Who's gonna have to be a piece of meat? It's gonna the meat division is coming, whether we like it or not. So it's gonna be a meaty person, and there's a plethora of meat buffet in AEW for Lana. I'm see, sorry, girl, from Miss Hot and Flexible to manage. That's I'm gonna call you hot and flexible. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I the, the CJ doesn't roll off the tongue the way Lana does. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I think that would be perfect for her to do it because it's telling me, like, look what I'm doing for someone who's exactly you, and I'd rather be doing this for you. Clown, clown, clown. So is there any chance whatsoever, by the way, that we get her managing the Nemeth brothers? <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh my goodness. That was clients. She said clients. You might that- I mean the the second the second Dolph was released this week. Like you knew that AEW graphic was getting made. <laughs> We're yes. both in the tag team division. Oh my god, that's it. That's it. Rick, you smart. You real smart. <laughs> I'm just thinking back to her past, right? Like she's got like Miro could be attacking a bunch of dudes, and you're like, you know what? I found somebody who ain't afraid of you. Boom. There you go. There's here comes Nick. Like walking Bro, down to the ring. And then, then he and then he and Miro start brawling. And then all of a sudden here comes baby dolph into the ring and they start, you know, the double beat down. Like not the double beat down. <laughs> the kangaroo kick. We're, we're gonna, <laughs> double close line. We're going to give a whole new meaning to double stack here, all right? Like, you want to talk about meat division, like, we'll just throw it all down. Throw it all in the ring at the same time. That was really good, Rick. I, I really <laughs> like that idea. I'm not going to hold That's a really good idea. That, that might be the take of the night, Rick. Props to you. Mm. All right. Well, I'll leave the main event to you guys. I'm going to retire off that one. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I did miss a super chat here earlier from uh, Richie R. Thank you. Uh, excuse me. A humper chat. A humper chat from Richie R. Uh, talking about FTR and the Workhorsemen. The Workhorsemen might be the most underrated tag team on the planet. I've been following them since their time at PCW in Columbia, and they only ever seem to get better. I know how much a match with FTR means to them, and it was a damn blast. They worked their asses off tonight, and again, I appreciate FTR for putting them over as much as they did. Uh, Still plenty of time to get your Super Chats in. Get your Humper Chats in as we talk about the main event of the night, the Texas Deathmatch, Ricky Starks versus Brian Danielson. Now, not to get too inside baseball here for y'all, but before this match even started, I'm getting... DMs on Twitter from Cresta over here saying, I want to watch this match tonight. I'm nervous about this match. This uh, this is not my cup of tea. You, I'm not ready for this. I have to be honest, as far as Texas death matches are concerned, this was this might as well have been PG television. This was okay. Bro, this, this was, was okay. And I'm not saying it was a bad match. I'm just saying when I hear Texas death match and when I hear AEW, 
I think John Moxley level, let me pull out this bed of barbed wire, Matt, you know, here, let me pull out these skewers and, and turn somebody into a chicken. Like that's, that's what I've, that's what I think of when I hear Texas death, Texas death match this tonight this was fine. This was a, you know, for, for us, uh, you know, babies out there who can't handle certain things in, in extreme wrestling, like a bed of barbed wire. Personally, that that's my kryptonite. I, anytime that sucker comes out, I, I immediately just cower in the corner. Um, like <laughs> this was perfectly fine. This was perfectly violent. And this was about as safe as a match. I think you could do. You could tell tonight, Ricky and, and Daniel were like, let's give them as, as bloody and as hardcore as a show as we can. But for the love of God, I'm making it to Wrestle Dream. There is no way on God's green earth I'm missing out on another match with Zack Sabre Jr. This is going to happen. We knew Danielson was going to go over because he has that matchup coming up with Zack Sabre Jr. at Wrestle Dream. I like the way that they did it tonight. They basically had to kill Ricky Starks. Like he had to tube his psycho knees. He had to do one through a chair and another one with a steel chain wrapped around a meridian. There was a lot to like about this. Once again, you could tell Brian Danielson. I'm not saying he was favoring the right forearm, but he definitely had that arm hanging down at points throughout the match tonight, like just protection mode. I hope there wasn't a tweak or anything like that because there was sometimes where it was dropped a little low, but um, you could tell what they were trying to do, and I think they were still highly successful tonight. You know what? Going into today, I was majorly terrified because <laughs> it was like oh man Chris, i was right there with you i was like i was avoiding this whole match all day i totally forgot it was even on the card until the show started and i'm like oh not that texas death match no there's no way and i don't know why my mind also went to immediate barbed wire yes yeah, I, I was like it's gonna be wrapped yep. the whole ring is just gonna be wrapped in barbed wire and I think it was pretty okay. Um, I think it did escalate because, you know, by the end when I think Ricky's eye was bleeding and his mouth was bleeding, I was like, why am I watching this? This is not fun anymore. I just want the night to end. And then it went into overtime. I was like, oh my God, please, can we just be done? And Danielson was really not holding back. You know, Ricky was throwing some punches, but then um, Brian will come in with the forearms really yeah. aggressively. And I was like, oh my God, I so, so entertained, but man, these guys can really, really go. And I think when we look back years from now, we're going to be like this feud that Ricky and Danielson are having is just so amazing. And it's done wonders for Ricky. It's done wonders for Danielson. So man, I just, I thought it was really, really good when Ricky was being choked out by the chains. And I was, I really thought that was going to be the end. I'm like, oh no, it's why are we getting the same ending? Like what is happening? And he was yelling into the camera, please. No, I'm here for the drama, for the dramatics. Love to see it. <laughs> yeah. I loved the callback of him trying to choke out Danielson in the same manner that, you know, he got choked out at all out, by the way, I'm glad you brought up that spot too, by the way, because I got to give a lot of credit to Ricky in this, in this spot. Um, you saw Brian have him in a label lock. It was not a very tight label lock. Ricky was not getting his head up off the, off the ground. I think again, Brian trying not to put a whole lot of pressure on the right forearm. What does Ricky do? Ricky grabs the chain, wraps it around his hand, starts punching Brian's hand. And then Brian grabs the chain and then puts the choke in and pulls him back. All props in the world to Ricky on that, to, to make that spot look better. Chris. And he did it slick as not to like it, like it, no, I guarantee you, no, like, regular person watching even noticed that. Like, 
I noticed like, yeah, okay, I see you trying to hand old boy the chain. You're trying to help him out. I respect <laughs> it. The only thing I don't respect, I'm tired of Ricky Starks losing. He's, hey, he should be your hey. star. I understand. This makes sense. But no, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Because like, even in defeat, Ricky looks good. But it's one of those things where it's like, I go back to the promo where he said, even though, again, this isn't my fault, I'm still getting the short end of the stick. Yep. I don't, like, I, I want you to, to fight um, Zack Sabre Jr. I do. But low-key, I don't care right now. In this moment, I want the most for Ricky Star. Can't Why can't he go against somebody else? Why can't we put the rocket to his back? If we're going to, let's say we're doing the brand split for real, Ricky Starks can be your CM Punk, please. Please. When he was yeah, making the camera, please, I felt that. Oh, that was yes. me. Please. When is it going to be Ricky's turn? That's yeah. I, he I needs think to team I, up with Dolph Ziggler. It should have been me. <laughs> I mean, look, Ricky's getting a hell of a spotlight right now. Um, but then you know what? Again, part of me thinking, okay, let, let me, let me, let me put my mind on this. Why wouldn't something be happening? Why wouldn't you push him to the moon at this point? Why wouldn't you push all the chips in and put everything on Ricky Starks? And then I see, you know, a lot of reports about Sean Rossap talking about contract season, and there's a lot of contracts being up in 2024. I'm wondering if Ricky's one of them. Like, that's just me speculating. That's just me guessing. And I'm wondering if maybe they're trying to work out a long-term extension before Ricky finally gets, like, his, his big push. Maybe. Possibly. Again, total speculation on my part. Maybe Sean will have more on his contract situation. That's one of the things that, like, I don't like about pro wrestling, right? If I'm covering the NFL, I can go on a number of websites and tell you how much Joe Burrow is making, how many years he has left on his contract, when he's a free agent, you know, Major League Baseball. I could tell you, you know, how many years a team control a guy has just by clicking on a website. That doesn't exist in pro wrestling. We don't know whose contract is up when, how much somebody's making, this, that. Boost. Oh, my God. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> I thought that was me. That scared me. <laughs> no, I uh, I, I knocked my freaking uh, lamp over, and I hit one of my hot keys on my, uh, on my roadcaster. That's my bad. I'm going to turn that pot down so that doesn't happen again. Anyway, so, again, it's just. Just me wondering and speculating. I wish I wish I knew what that situation was and yeah. when his contract was was up. But I know Ricky has been screaming for opportunities mm -hmm. like this for a long time. Maybe we just need to be patient. I know you want Ricky to win, and I know you want him to win titles. But it, the fact that he's in the main event, the fact that he's wrestling Brian Danielson on multiple occasions, he just beat Brian Danielson last week. How soon we forget? All right, I'm More. just throwing that out there. More. Well, I'm gonna say. <laughs> It's not enough. All right. <laughs> it's not enough. And I hope that, you know, what you're saying about like, oh, maybe there's got to be a reason. Maybe it's the contracts or whatever. I hope so. Because otherwise, yeah. I hate to say it, but it's giving Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah. It's a very will they, won't they. And somebody has said it in the chat. Let's say it is contract. If you fumble the ball, the Fed will pick him up so quick, and I think there is a spot in the Fed that he can be pushed. And even if it's against Cody, that's still a really good rub. Oh, so yeah. I don't drop the ball, especially riders are on strike. And as much as y'all want to call him the young rock, the rock is right here, bro. The rock <laughs> is right here. Don't do it. And then and, and Ricky will really be the next rock. And you'll be like, oh, shucks. Yep. Yeah, I saw, it, it, I saw somebody say, like, throw out a report. It was one of these people who, like, try to be – you know, 
reporters and just throw stuff out there but they were like oh wwe would have great interest in ricky starks if he were to become a free agent i'm just sitting here i'm like no shit what a brave take that is not jesus not the brave Look, one. anybody not have interest in ricky starks have you watched this man do literally anything yeah. so yes yeah they, they'll they'll <laughs> they would hop on ricky in a heartbeat just like they hopped on jade cargill right like that's another bad fumbler that that's a fumble in my mind i don't understand how you let that happen yeah, got one more uh, Humper Chat uh, here from our boy Big Bizarro, or excuse me, Bizarro Big L. Excuse me, I'm dyslexic sometimes. Uh, Rick, I literally had the same thought about CJ. The Nimitz would uh, be perfect. Uh, Daddy Ass would uh, definitely get involved at some point. And I loved Kevin Kelly's explanation of the Bazyko knee. It doesn't have to be pretty, just brutal. Uh, Ricky is in a hold uh, at the moment. I I. Look, he just needs – maybe he's next for MJF. I don't know. Like, M- like- But he's got to beat him, though. He's yeah. got to beat him. The first time it didn't work out, and we thought it was going to, so you really got to pull the trigger on that one this time around. And I don't okay. think MJF would be hurting after that. I think what he's done with Adam Cole in this moment, that if he did drop the title to Ricky Starks, there's a whole bunch of storyline there. That he's so good right now, even without the title. I think if he goes against Ricky Starks again and Starks loses, it's kind of like – so I'm a joke. Yeah, I'm just sitting here because, like, obviously you want Ricky to win. You want him to be pushed. And obviously if somebody thinks, okay, that has to lead to a championship win at some point. But I'm thinking, okay, well, what title is that? It does. It, it, he's not going to take the TNT championship off of Christian. That wouldn't make any sense, right? He's He could go against MJF, but MJF has a lot going on right now with – you know, Adam Cole, I still think they're going to have one more match at some point. He's got Roderick Strong uh, breathing down his neck, pun intended. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot that he's dealing with with the kingdom and mixed up in that whole story. So that would need to end first. And I still don't think he's done with Samoa Joe, even though they shook hands this past Wednesday. Yeah. So it's like, when would Ricky's turn be? And are you going to throw Ricky at Eddie Kingston for the Ring of Honor Championship down the line? No, please I feel like there's already so many AEW people who have Ring of Honor titles at the moment right now. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, All-Atlantic Championship against John, no, against um, Ray Phoenix. That would make sense. That match would slap. And if that's going to be the title that we're pushing kind of like you've got Oh boy, with the triple B on Wednesdays and on Collision, you've got Ray Phoenix or the all. Of, I could see that. I could see that. If it's not Max, take it off of Ray Phoenix and treat Ricky like the star he is. And I think Ray Phoenix would put on a banging Max. A couple of uh, challenges, defenses would be fantastic. I don't think it'll take away anything. But I think if you're going to do it, that'll be the play unless you're going to pull the trigger on uh, Max. Because if you have him go against Max again and lose, I'm I might have to shake you, Tony Khan. <laughs> I might have to. I, I, I think it, I think the All-Atlantic title would make more sense if it, the belt were still on John because that would be an easy transition from one Blackpool Combat Club member to another. Um, remember, John was supposed to win that match on Wednesday. So whenever he's healthy, again, we hope he's fine. Uh, we hope he comes back soon. No word on when we expect him to be back. But you could have John win the belt back from Ray and then have Ricky go after John. But then you're still in a holding pattern because – who knows when the hell that would be. So, again, it's just one of these situations where I think we all just need to be patient. John Moxley needs to go on vacation. Him yeah. and Orange Cassidy needs to hold hands and go to Puerto Rico and have some pina coladas. They you can throw Darby in there as well. Darby. Throw, yes. Throw Darby. 
There was Bianca one. can go too because she's been working hard. All y'all hold hands and go on a cruise. Disney five days, five nights. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, one more before we wrap up, uh, Raven, uh, WRN says all YouTube AEW clips with RVD starts at four 20, uh, Iridian, what you got, what do you got going on this week? Where can people follow your stuff? Uh, speaking of the Blackpool combat club, I just did an unboxing for a Wheeler Yuta figure, the blood and guts, uh, special. He is literally so adorable. I understand why men collect action figures. It's literally the cutest thing that I own. So go check that out on Rest Friends on YouTube. That's W-R-E-S-T, friends, all one word. And make sure that you listen to the Rest Friends podcast anywhere that you listen to any of your favorite podcasts. And every Saturday night, you can find me here with the two most beautiful people on Fightful, Cresta and Rick. Every Saturday, Pulse Collision Show, we're here. Krista, what you got for the people? Thursdays and Saturdays, you can find me here. Fightful. Saturdays, Collision with Rick and Iridian. We talk about it. Thursdays, I'm with the biggest heel in the business, Joe Pearl. Um, check out, I was on Grab City early this morning. Like I said, don't, I, I don't know. We, we'll work out a deal. I'll talk to my, mm. maybe I'll get Lana to manage me. Who knows? But there if you go. want more Cresta Star, you can follow me on social media at Cresta the Star for Twitter, X, Cresta Star everywhere else. I have a link tree in my bio. Mondays, Wednesdays, and sometimes Fridays, you can find me watching wrestling watch alongs. No video. I don't want to get DMCA. Rick, where can the people find you? First off, what do you mean? Guys collect action figures? I have I have no idea. No <laughs> idea what you're talking about, you know, at all. Definitely, you know, nothing. There's not an edge figure right underneath my head. Anyway, uh, one-stop shop. Follow me on the uh, Twitter or X or whatever the hell you want to call it. Rick Uchino, as it's spelled up there on the screen. That's where you're going to get, like, all my work, whether it's local in Cincinnati. Tomorrow, i got to be on after the Reds game. Uh, even though they blew a nine-run lead tonight, and I really don't want to talk about them. But I'll be on 700 WLW talking about the Cincinnati Reds tomorrow uh, or the Bengals for Sirius XM, by the way, or all of my wrestling stuff, whether it's here on Fightful, whether it is at the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel, which I uh, host with SP3, and you can have all of my interviews there. Recently talked to John Moxley, recently talked to Renee Paquette, um, or whether it's my work for Cage Side Seats, SB Nation, uh, who I'll be uh, chatting with uh, Ilya Dragunov ahead of um, No Mercy this weekend. So that piece will be coming out later this week. I did. I also talked to Chelsea Green. That interview is up uh, as we speak. So again, go to the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel as well. That is B-L-E-A-V in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. Hit subscribe. Really appreciate the support there. Also, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the Fightful YouTube channel if you haven't already. Give this video a thumbs up. Thank you guys so much for all the super chats and humper chats and just check in to make sure uh, I did not I read that one earlier. I read that one earlier, Drew. All right. I, I sent you a DM on that one since I don't have editor's access on this one. But I did read that one from Tony. So uh, we are good to go. I am clean. Clean slate. Clean slate. We did it, Reddit. And we're good. Good job. Right. We'll be back next Saturday, 1010. Thank you, guys. Bye, y'all. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.